but I've been a planner. I, I always laugh and say, if you came to my house when we were little kids, I would have already planned out which board games we're going to play first, second, and wow. third. Yeah, wow. I'm, I was that kind of, my husband says, you take the fun out of stuff. I said, no, I just don't <laughs> want to miss anything. So welcome to the Meaningful Jobs podcast season two. I'm your host, Adrian, and today I'm extremely honored to welcome Monique Smith, who is involved in athletic management and has her own podcast, actually, and it'll be great to get her thoughts on the meaning of work. So how are you, Monique? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing really well. Very good. Thank you. So, um, you know, straight off the bat, I, I, I was very fascinated when, you know, you t- told me a little bit about your athletic management company and your podcast, because not a lot of people would um, associate these two necessarily. So could you maybe tell us how you got to this stage, maybe? Well, I I am an athletic administrator, a veteran of 30 years. So I started out as a sports information director at a college and um, eventually became athletic director at that institution. Mm. That was there for eight years. Yeah. I was a division one institution for two. And then I worked for athletic conference office for 13. Right. And leaving the conference office, uh, I became a full-time entrepreneur. Right. So I've been doing full-time entrepreneurship for 10 years. Uh, my first uh, gig, if you will, was being a consultant for the NCAA, uh, doing leadership workshops across the country. Right. And so um, that's what led me to take my expertise and be able to uh, put my shingle out. But I had already been a consultant even when I was doing my nine to five. Right. And it just right. so happens that uh, maybe one year out of having my own shingle, yeah. a publicist came to me and asked me uh, what I help with one of her clients. Her client had a podcast and he wanted to, um, have the longest running, and, and mind you, she didn't use the word podcast. She said radio, internet radio. Right. And he was trying to have the longest. And she said, do you want to be the host or the podcast? I mean, host or the guest? Oh, and right. I said, uh, number one, I have control issues. So I want to be the host. And number two, I majored in communications. And mm-hmm. I took a course on radio and I know how to do a radio show. Yeah. And um, so it was perfect for me. But that guy didn't work out. He wasn't professional enough for me. So right. then she came back to me and said there was this guy named Clark Garrison who yeah. had a network called Survival Radio Network. Right. And he was looking for people who wanted to have shows. And I said, well, there is a need for people to know Black women in athletic administration. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they, be, where they are. They don't believe that we're out here. So I yeah. said, I will do a show highlighting Black women in athletic administration. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing August will be my 10th season. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's quite long going, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So it's been, it has been really great. People get excited when I travel to conferences and whatnot. They're going mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, you're, you're the chat in the garden lady, you know? <laughs> And uh, I'm actually booked now 
Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say uh, February of 2024. Right. right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Busy schedule ahead for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I was particularly interested in, you know, how you got into athletics management and how, and how you stayed oh. for such a long time. Can you maybe, yeah, tell us how you got into this profession at first? Well, uh, I kept scores in eighth grade. All right. Both my parents taught school. Yeah. And uh, my father's co-worker was the basketball coach. And he said, yep. uh, "Can my, my nickname is Tony. So he says, oh, can Tony um, okay. uh, keep scores for us? Right. And there's something about my brain and how it ticks on my analysis paralysis. So I would do more than just do that. And because I had a desire to write stories, mm -hmm. to be a writer, yeah. I would practice writing stories, sports stories. Right. So when I went to college, I, I was like the only woman uh, sports writer. Right, right. And so the first job I got, a sports information is like sports PR for athletic team. Right. And so uh, I enjoyed uh, writing stories of my players and mm -hmm. putting it in the hometown newspaper. Right. So it really is like a PR marketing person. Slogans come to me very easily. Yeah. It was just one um, that that part came to me easily. Now, right. how it really got into the administration, mm -hmm. I was waiting for somebody to give me my roster. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to go check to see if the kids were eligible. I'm mm -hmm. still waiting, waiting, waiting. And like, you know what? I'm going to go to figure out how to get this done myself. Right. And that's usually a lot of the administrative parts, you right. know, trying right. to close the hole of what needs to be done. And people gravitate to people who get things done, not the titles. Mm -hmm. And that's how I became an athletic director uh, by default, because right. they were, uh, we, I went through five different athletic directors. Right. And, and they were like, uh, so the president tracked me down while I was working the Olympics in 96 yeah. in Atlanta. And he said, uh, your current athletic director is leaving. I would like for you to be interim athletic director. And I said, I don't know. Let me think about it. And then that night, the bomb went off mm -hmm. at the at Atlanta Olympics. And I said, life is short. Mm. Why I'll not go ahead and take it. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So... Just being one, um, um, I didn't know the term logistics, but I've been a planner. I, I always laugh and say, if you came to my house when we were little kids, I would have already planned out which board games we're going to play first, second, and wow. third. Yeah, wow. I'm, I was that kind of, my husband says, you take the fun out of stuff. I said, no, I just don't <laughs> want to miss anything. Well, maybe what you think is fun is not what your husband thinks is fun. <laughs> that's right. versa. that's some, sometimes that's how things go. But um, you know, you you also touch upon, you know, the the admin stuff that you have to go through. Like how do you stay positive all the time and how Ooh. do you you know still have enjoyment? That's really interesting that you say that. Because mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people, human mm -hmm. beings, mm -hmm. um, you do have to um, have good emotional intelligence. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's difficult sometimes. Yeah, it is. You have to be really aware of self. Yeah. You know, you really have to be aware of what gives you energy and what takes away your energy mm. and, and what you need to do um, to replenish that. Yeah. And and be aware of how you're looking and, you know, the words you say. And if you know that you're not your best, mm -hmm. you need to figure out a way how to get better real fast. Yeah. Um, 
And so uh, I'm really big on growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Right. And, and, and in order to be really aware, you have to be really cautious of what input that you allow. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch, uh, I don't watch reality TV. Okay. I don't watch Jerry Springer and things <laughs> of that nature. Um, you know, and music I do, I try to listen to gospel music okay. so that, you know, it's like earworms. You don't know why these things are going off in your head. So when you do have a stump your toe moment, yeah, you know, you have some 90% is going to be positive because that's what you put in. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm real cautious about that. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really cautious about that because that's what protects me um, mm-hmm. from getting into that uh, stinking thinking. Yeah. You know, and you just, because cause it's like, it's like uh, when I, I do executive coaching for people who want to advance, well, actually mm-hmm. women who mm-hmm. want to advance in athletic administration. And I say uh, it's about being strategic. And I use the a game chess to explain it. So yeah. on a chessboard, the queen has the most opportunities because they have so many opportunities to move any kind of way. However, yeah. even if they are in a corner, pushed in a corner, they still have more options to anybody else on the board. Mm. The ideal place to be is to be in the center. So that you can have more opportunities and more options. And so uh that's and so I, I say concentrate on what allows you to be centered. And you have got to be really aware of what and I, I used to say triggers, yeah. but I would say activation points. What are your activation points? You know, and to, to say the different words, what gets on your nerves? You know, what's going to trigger you to act out of character? Yeah. You got to know that and don't put yourselves in that kind of environment. It's like if you have, if, if you get allergies mm-hmm. and you know that certain things are going to occur, you prepare mm-hmm. yourself. You may spray yourself down. Yeah. You know, you may spray your nose. You may but wear, you, you may wear a mask. But you can't get oh, up. You, yeah. You but can't. you may not even go there at all. Mm-hmm. you can send somebody else so like for instance if if you have one person that you just don't click well with mm-hmm. be strategic and send someone else with your concerns and mm-hmm. have them report back to you so you get mm-hmm. a better outcome than you would if it was just you you know can't get caught up of oh no that's my idea that's my message you right. got to be more concerned about the income i mean the outcome than how you go about going to get the outcome well, very well said. And, um, you know, politics, whether daily or, you know, we, or, you know, big or small, always comes up in some form or the yeah, other. Yeah. You know, it's how you, it's how you, you know, deal with it, I guess, with a positive mindset. Well, let's say this. It's how you play the game. And because I'm in athletics, mm-hmm. playing is not a dirty word. So therefore, politics is not a dirty word. Yeah. You just got to know the rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. and play the game and play it to win well right right well you might not be you know like a runner or a sports person but you certainly know everything inside out about athletics um i think that the term time management you know comes up quite a lot when you know um, you talk about your um values mm-hmm. and you know how you carried yourself you know the, the past few decades um, I think you 
said you told me you know just before we recorded this uh, interview that you had to juggle um between a job a nine-to-five job and starting your own business before going all in so you know can you walk us through how you juggled both at the same time um well when I was doing the nine to five, uh, my consulting was really, you know, doing a workshop here and there. So that really yeah. wasn't a juggle piece. Uh, I would say more than juggling and being a consultant and having more than one client yeah. is the juggle, you know. And so right, right, right. I, I tell people, you know, you have to set boundaries. And the boundaries in this case are about access. Yeah. You know, yeah. and access would come, uh, it's not necessarily who pays you the most, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there's certain things I do. So I, I'll take, I'll do executive coaching on Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and Thursday, mm-hmm. and you have to schedule to get on my calendar. Right. You know, even right. if you are already, you might have paid up front for like six months. Yeah. You know, I give you a code to make that um that money amount go away. But I even have a um a price point that's called pick your brain. Mm. <laughs> so I so none yeah. of my time is wasted, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I can plan in my time and as you say, juggle, but able to manage um, I would say my opportunities again, language is key, because how you describe something has to something to do with your brain and how you look at it. Like you talk about change. Mm-hmm. I don't use change. I said we're evolving. Mm-hmm. Evolving create juices and we'll keep on going. But when you say change, your body goes into fight or flight. Yeah. 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 Very important to, you know, think of which word to use. Um yeah. so well you had to, you know, I, juggle between you know different jobs um different clients uh well in advance you've got to plan your time well uh, and then you got to the point where you could you know focus full-time on your business in the end so you know could you ask how you're doing in your business and you know how you find meaning in, in what you do in your business well it's it's really interesting because i did invest in a bookkeeper because i to be honest i yeah. didn't with my bookkeeping until tax time Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. So, but but I have a meeting once a month to let to let me know where I am. Yeah. And uh, knowing is is really, I mean, I you see my smile. I really am mm-hmm. doing better than what I thought because I, you know, I was like, oh. And so, when you know your numbers, you know what to throw the gasoline on. You yeah. know, and even things that have not gone exactly the way you want. It's not failure, it's just feedback mm. about how to go about it differently. And so uh, I I will say, like I said, um, it's going well because now the thing that I can't say fear, I'm just not really a, uh, I was going to do my numbers at the end of the year, as I told you. And so that's just not really smart because I'm missing out on the feedback in mm-hmm. order to try to grow in certain areas and to do so, oh, this is going well. Well, let's two yeah. times that or three times that and to see where you are and put your efforts in. So I would say that has been a real big plus. Um, and uh, I was an adjunct professor yeah. um, at a at an institution is only four lights away. 
mm-hmm. um i had to uh let that go mm-hmm. um not necessarily i mean i'm not necessarily totally out but they're gonna hire yeah. two full-time professors so mm-hmm. if you get two full-time professors you don't have room for adjunct yeah yeah you know and so i'll uh so to me it was like okay i'll just take that time to you know double down on what I'm doing and um and I will say that of recent um some of my executive coaching uh city athletic directors have Mm. asked me to work with their staff right one-on-one as a part of their performance improvement plans right so um that's something of increase so I've been doing more of not one-ups, meaning one university workshops. Yeah. I've been doing some individual executive coaching, some mm-hmm. group coaching. Mm-hmm. And then so it becomes more of um, uh, a package deal mm-hmm. versus a one-time deal. Right. And, and the lastly, it's um, uh, when you talk about uh, universities, um, it, it's easier. This is I do get leads almost every day. Okay. Okay. Um, into my private Facebook group. Yeah. It's a companion to the podcast. Yeah. And I do go to conventions where, yeah. where my ideal client is. And I can just sit in one spot and everybody just pass by and everybody says, Oh, I want to be in your magazine, or can you come to a university workshop? So those things are starting to happen. Um, yeah. And I do have three uh, three individuals that are part of the team. You know, two are interns and one is an administrative assistant. I see. Um, well, you must have, you know, spent a lot of time building up this um, community of yours because, you know, otherwise everybody would have, you know, been an entrepreneur if it's that easy. Yeah, um, yeah. What what would you what would you say um are your challenges and you know as an entrepreneur and how do you keep yourself going? Well, first of all, educators educate for free. Right. And so learning how to package my specialized knowledge to get paid hmm. was a difficult thing to understand going from an educator to an entrepreneur. Right. Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Very and true. I really did not know. I was like, so what's the lead magnet? What's the funnel? You know, yeah. and but thank goodness. Language at that time. Oh my goodness. I was like, what? You yeah. know, and, and even creating my uh my group coaching really is a is a course, mm. but it's not like a course you take watch this video, this with this video. So when I work with them, I said, okay, you need to watch this video. This is this is the deficiency that you had. So it's the same way that you would teach class. You do an assessment, you figure out what you need to help the person in this area. So that's a plus because I already know how to do that part. Right. Um, but the thing is, it's just not knowing what you don't know. And um, and that, for me, that was a struggle because I just did not know how to package it. So yeah. I, I I invested in some masterminds and some groups, yeah. and I will tell you, uh, the pandemic was pretty good because I I got a chance to learn a lot online. Right. And uh, and one of the groups is speaking way to cash, and mm-hmm. that's when I learned how to 
proposed uh, packages instead of me just doing one workshop. And when I do the workshops, I'm able to see an area that I can do a project for an mm -hmm. institution. Mm -hmm. Right, I see. Um, and then I think, you know, you, you also started your podcast um, around the same time when you started your business. So, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Well, um, I, I shared how I gained the podcast. It was because of a publicist sure. introduced me to the network. Right. And I, again, I did not know. And I did not like the fact we call ourselves a radio show because I was like, this is disingenuous. I majored in this. This is not radio. Right. But when we start using the word podcast, I was like, oh, yes, I can agree to that. And so uh, that's how not now, now the business full time mm -hmm. um, happened in March. The podcast began in August right. of 2013. And I had no idea what a Facebook group was. Hit it. The network person to tell me what that was. He said, you have to have one. I was like, okay, to go with your podcast. I said, okay. And that's how we have gotten to be 2,900 members inside the private Facebook group. Uh, you know, as of today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. 2,900 is, is quite a big number. Um, so, you know, can you tell us, you know, based on your vast experience, like in your career as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's worked full time as well, you know, for people who are maybe struggling at their jobs, um, what advice would you give them if they, you know, were to, let's say, if, if, they, if they should change jobs, if they, if they should stay where they are, if they should start a business, like what kind of advice would you, would you give them? Well, I'll give you the advice that I give to all of my clients. The yeah. first thing I do is a mindset work. Right. So, because honestly, there's something that when you become older, you don't take risks because you're afraid of what you're going to lose. Mm. And so it's a mindset. Again, remember it's about language. It's about perspective. Yeah. And even if you get a pink slip, you still got to do some mindset work because you might be better instead of trying to get better. And you can't go to your next if you're still better. You know, it's just like any type of relationship. If you can say what you got out of it, mm -hmm. then you won't be so upset about what you think somebody, something was done to you. You might think about it as something done for you. Right. And so when I say to that is, if you're considering that, I want to see... What got you to where you are? So I asked the question, what guides your decisions? Because mm -hmm. you'd be surprised how many people went to a profession because mm -hmm. grandma, granddad, or whomever said, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to let them down. And guess what? You're resentful. Right. And you don't know that you are. So you're passive aggressive at your job. And that's why you're not enjoying it because you never should have been there anyway. Right, right. Right. Now, if you want to do something that's passionate, I will say you do. You definitely need more than one income stream. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? If you want to be able to do something, she's like you be actually being an adjunct does not pay. Right. But I was able to do it because I had some other things that I had an income stream for. So I was able to do what I enjoy mm -hmm. because I had some areas 
that weren't I can't say uh so joyous, but it was work that would help me go do the other piece. Right, right. I think it's a great way to maybe like try and quantify things and you know think from a practical practical perspective as well. You know when you're in a bit of a hole, um. But you know it's 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 been a you know a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. I think you know um it's about um you know time is nearly running out, but um yeah pleasure talking to you and hope to see you again um you know in the future. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know if you are on LinkedIn, but that's why I like to communicate with individuals. Is oh, yeah. on LinkedIn. I am. I am. Um, I if... also keep in touch with my guests after the interview. Okay. Ninety-five um, percent, right. I would say. Um, well, I look forward to talking with you there. And if anyone is interested in learning about my athletic administrative journey, yeah. I have a chapter called Public Figure Mask, and that can be found at publicfiguremask.com. Publicfiguremask.com. Okay, I will include that in the description so that nobody misses out on that. So thank you so much. A big thank you again to you and you know have a great day.